Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate you today and letter classes. They can go back. Got a good lesson. Layout's a little different. The lesson material's a little different, but still got a good lesson though. Praise God. How many wants to offer your best to the Lord? What is your best? What's left over? If it's just what when you feel like it. What's your best? You know, and I'm for it. Daniel, he taught us to pray three times a day. Sacrifice Moses. Sacrificing was given every morning and every evening, a lamb. Paul come along, taught us, he said, pray continually. I've had ministers to tell us that you ought to get up early in the morning. Three and four and two and five. And but you know what? I've come to the conclusion that... What you and I, what we can do is what you can offer God your best. I'm not against any of that. I believe all of that works to a certain degree. We know that especially in the Word of God. And I understand that, you know, sacrifice. Living for God is a sacrifice. Uh, it's a commitment. It's a dedication. We taught by the word of God that we're no longer our own. That this vessel belongs to God. Both body, soul, mind, and spirit. He bought the whole package. And this is what this earthen vessel is what he flows through. This, this earthen vessel is what gives him honor and glory and praise. And, and uh, you know... Uh, and I realize Paul talks about it kind of one one place where he talks about in the spirit when he's dealing with judgment and he's dealing with churches that he heard word that was really messing up. And he sent letters back to him and told him, you know, in the spirit kind of I'm there. But uh, but really, you know, he said, but when I get there, so you got to assemble this got to assemble. You got to come together. He writes about the body. He talks about being members and how that any member can be severed from the other part of the members or they will die. We know this in the natural. So that's true. Amen. In the spiritual realm. And, but to our best, you know what our best is? It's the best hour you can give God. It's the best hour you can give him that's without distraction. Uh, that's, that's and, and, you know, for some it may change. And, uh, you know, but I've come to that conclusion if you're better off, amen, to wait to 9 o'clock and let you give God your best and get greater results, that's what you ought to give Him. Now, I realize sometimes it can be a greater sacrifice to get up at 2, especially when you get in bed at 12 and got to get back up at 4. Sometimes it may happen that way. But, you know, Paul, he wrote to us, he said, he taught us, he said, don't make provision for the flesh, all right? That means uh, don't put yourself in positions. Don't uh, 
Don't make arrangements, amen, to put yourself in temptations and carnality and feeding. Don't make preparation for the flesh to just uh, pamper it and what it desires and the pleasure it can find. And flesh can find pleasure even without sin. But it enjoys being involved. So if he's taught us to not make preparation for the flesh, should we ought to make preparation for the spirit? Should we flip the coin and say, you know what, if I'm not going to make preparation for the flesh, then I ought to make preparation for the spirit and the spiritual side of me and the obligations or the responsibilities that comes along with that. One of those, amen, to be able to bring this body and spirit and soul together, even on a Sunday morning, is to make sure I start planning on a Saturday not to do things that would hinder my, uh, my obligations and my responsibility to show up on time and, and with strength and life in my soul, in my soul and body on a Sunday morning, that I can offer God my best. all in the frame of the mind it's all in the frame of the heart it's all in and how we look at things and observe things and and so but you, I believe I get 100% agree with you this morning the most important thing in our lives is our soul and eternity and the outcome and so it trumps everything else family jobs money Fun, pleasure, even godly pleasure. So for me to be able to offer my best, I've got to make arrangements. I've got to, I've got to plan out. I've got to make sure, uh, you know, can I help us out? I shouldn't just stay up on Saturday night because I'm going to sleep a little later on Sunday morning because that messes your cycle up a little bit. And believe it or not, you drag on Sunday morning because of that. You've been normally getting up and you go, you know, whatever time, I hate to say, because then you say, I'm talking about you, and I'm, I'm not going to have any mind particularly. I'm just trying to help us out. I'm just trying to feed the flock. I'm just trying to uh, help us. And so, you know, I, I kind of like to plan to get into bed as early as on a Saturday night as I do any other night because I'm going to get up pretty about the same time on a Sunday morning. And I don't want to come in here, amen, droggy. And I don't want to come in here wore out and that I can't sit in a chair that's pretty comfortable for 15 minutes without and the preacher's got to do this and he's got to do that and this has got to again I'm not I'm just uh, to offer our best to be able to offer our best um, anybody ever been in the athletical world I can remember way back in my days in grammar school. Believe it or not, they taught us, and we're just playing grammar school. We're just playing. You boys don't drink a Coke before the ball game. Don't drink one today, in fact. Drink you some milk. Why? They didn't want you short-winded. You think you get on a ball court. <laughs> you know what we've done? We, we built that ball court and that, that God... <laughs> to the place of paying them $40 million a year and using drugs and everything else so they can become these super athletes. 
so they can perform. So they can perform on the court. So they can win. And and watch this. All this goes right back to money. It all goes back to money. So I want to offer my best. I want to offer my best. My best. Now watch this. Well, I know I'm... Whatever. Here, God, where it don't matter. I'm going to be judged either way. So, uh, you know, offer our best. Uh, sometimes our best may not come no one year what some may think it ought to be. But thank God we're serving a God today that knows our uprights but our downfalls and just what we are capable and able of doing even with His help. And I know we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if the call is not there and that's not the call and if we're not supposed to be there then God can't honor it, bless it, or not it and we cannot do it. And so we get frustrated. We get irritated because of what we have offered. Boy, I'm closer on this than what you think I am. A lot more closer. Because what we offer, what we bring to offer, in talents, skills, abilities, they're all God-given. But everybody don't use it for the glory of God. And sometimes that's even true in the church. (laughs) So... But God's got a way of humbling us when we get serious. When we come to the realization, when we come to understanding. Because you know what? I want to be careful here. I, I really do. If I ask you a question this morning. What age did we hear the most miracles out of? What period of the church that we hear the most of the miraculous things? God knows we love our elders. Thank God for them. And and I think I want to hear all the old stories. I don't get tired of hearing them. But if I leave here at 80 or 85, I don't want to be telling the same stories that I told 20 years ago. I want to have some new ones. Because if he's still walking with me, and I'm still walking with him, ain't no if about it. It's going to happen. And I realize the times we're in, the hours we're in, the spirits we fight, it's different. Only God knows what our grandchildren's going to face if he don't come back in another 30 years, even in the church. Even Pentecost, one God apostolic Pentecost is became so broad, so acceptable. So it makes me sometimes wonder... God, am I offering you my best? And I'm really, I'm really, I'm really struggling with some things. And 
and uh, asking God to help me to wherever I need to change, I'm going to change if he'll help me. But I want to do it for his glory. I want this church to do it for his glory. I want this church for us to have uh, the walk with God that if that lunatic's out there, he'll come running. When he makes up his mind, I want deliverance. Somehow, our paths are crossed. And if God's in it, it'll happen. And I want God in it. Amen. So, offering our best. Again, Paul's writings unto us said, uh, he beseeched us, he urged us, that you and I, is a living sacrifice, holy and separated or sanctified unto him. Could this be the reason the scriptures warned us about every idle word? And every conversation is being recorded. I don't care if you do it behind closed doors. In fact, Paul's writings unto us in Galatians says, as born again, we think different. In fact, we're promised of a renewing of the mind every day. I believe there's a reason for that, a purpose for that. How many of you would love to uh, just really have a ability every morning when you got up, or maybe, no, it'd be better for you to lay your head in the, in the pillar at night. It really would. That you could just erase everything out that you could, you'd like to erase out. That you mistakes you made, mistakes others made, all that. Thank God. That's the reason the Bible promised God's mercy is new every morning for us. Because as we watch this lesson, as we see this unfold, and. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm, and I don't claim to be educated by no, by billion miles. But I am beginning to be overwhelmed by the way we think in our generation. How that we can handle church and how we can handle the body of Christ. Let me, how many of you believe that the world has lost the fear of God? How many of you believe the church has lost the fear of God? Who is that? Where are we at? Now we got to fit in one or the other. <laughs> We're either in the church of the world. And there's no in between. I, I, you know all these folks? Come on. All right. Come on. You're either in the body or you're out. You're either for me or against me. That's right. Amen. Uh, that's, that's, that's the problem. That's, and then, and then, when you start preaching like this, and, and I, I'm doing this, as, I want to do this as kind and humble and broken and, and, and whatever else. And you just don't know. Well, anyway, I change positions with a lot of you. That quick, it, it make your head swim. But 
I'm here. And, uh, and uh, but we're going to watch even in this lesson. Let me ask you, how many likes to be corrected? Thank God, thank God. We're right. How many always wants to be right? How many pushes and pulls and yanks and does whatever? I mean, you know, the way you're going to be proven wrong is... Bloody nose, bit off ears. and I'd, Okay, you're right. Some of you don't like that. But to offer our best, we've got to keep our own hearts, our own minds, our own spirits clean, washed. That's reading it's so important of this personal relationship with him, this personal walk, this personal time. It helps us to keep why we're living, the way we're living, why we do what we do. I'm, Paul said, watch this, every word and deed, do it as unto your community, your husband, your wife, your sons, your daughters, your government. <laughs> None of that fits, does it? Do it as unto the Lord. We're going to give our best unto the Lord. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. Doesn't matter what part of the church, what office, what position, and it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter if I'm at the workplace, it doesn't make do it as unto the Lord. This is offering my best. That's easier said than done. When you start talking about being consistent day in and day out, being, you know. I have found out, though. Um, how many of you believe that we're creatures of routine? So if you start making things a routine, watch this. You can make missing church a routine. Your body. Boy, I'm fixing it. Your physical body can start having aches and pains, and you start giving in to it and missing church. It becomes more subject. It becomes more prone. And you, you say what you want to about some of this. But I'm telling trying to help us in the spiritual. When the devil finds an avenue to start kindering. And it doesn't matter how. He's going to start out real small. But if he can get a start. And if he can get a pro. I'm going to tell you something. That road didn't wash out all it wanted. In fact, one of the drivers headed in that direction. Hit a big hole. Just minutes prior and going back and they come back and going into the pit. That it just took that warning of that first lick. God, I hate said that wasn't right. There's something in the middle of the road, something. Spiritually speaking, and God, you know what? God does the same thing for us sometimes. Hey, when sometimes when God does this to us, the best thing we can do is stop, say, okay, God, whoa, 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 God, what, what you trying to do? Because first of all, you got a devil that's trying to blind you. 
got an adversary, you got your carnality, you got your flesh, you got the spirit of the world, you got all of this that's going to do what? Trying to kinder you from offering your best. That's exactly what they're going to try to do. Because they understand God's not going to accept nothing else. But our best. Our best, whatever that might be now. Now, we're prone and subject to, I just use preachers, I just say the singers. I can not preach this and I can not preach that and they can do this and I can do that. Well, guess what? Sometimes God is just as proud of. Watch this. I pray for the big churches as well as I do the little churches. But I pray for the little boys like us as well as I do the. I pray for all of them. I don't even pray for one organization. I pray for all of them because I don't even know all the organizations. But I pray for everybody. And that's, I go a step further than that. I, I pray to God, anybody's hunger and thirst after truth, God. I don't care. I don't care what organization they belong to. But the foundation part of this is right. Repentance, baptism, Jesus' name, then filling the Holy Ghost is right. And that's the experience they need. And then take heed how they build their own. It's up to them. But that part, that foundation, that launching pad, amen, has got to be done. It's like a foundation. It's got to be laid right. <laughs> Because when the storms show up, you're going to find out. So, so as we, we watch here, and he starts out and he talks about uh, the, parent, the writer himself maybe experienced this. Maybe he might have even been the nephew. I don't know. But he talks about a nephew. Anybody ever, ever done any welding? Anybody ever had burnt eyes? Man, you ever had to look around at somebody, especially smaller kids that may not know they was around when you was doing some welding? Say, hey, hey, don't look at this. Sometimes they might be a little hard-headed. <laughs> Don't believe you. But I tell you what, you look at it and you get close enough looking at it, it'll make a believer out of you. And you'll shed a many a tears and have a sleepless night or two. And so, but, but you know, even it is your favorite nephew. Sometimes these are not unkind words. These really are kind words. He might have had his voice lifted. He may have really, you know, God owned you and said, Man, what's wrong with you? You cross your mind. Can't be looking at that. Well, you ain't never spoke to me like that. You ain't never looked like me around me well either. <laughs> so, so, and that's kind of what he lays out here. To help us to understand. And that works the same way in the pulpit. And it works especially with God and God. God's word. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You and I both know the best way to, to defeat the devil is just like Jesus. It is written. No circumstance changes that. No group of people is going to change that. No periods of time is forever settled in the heavens. It is written. And so, God, if you'll help me, I'm going to offer my, my best according to this word. Paul went as far as telling us not to judge ourselves among ourselves. Y'all know that. So, as we, he goes on, he talks about, if we're just left to ourselves, he talks about school teachers. If children are just left to themselves to do their own learning to judgment, 
said most time it's not a safe or healthy environment, and it's not. You could take, I can remember back in whenever we had, she done some homeschooling, that's one of the warnings, amen, they give about self-discipline. If they're not, then somebody's got to make sure they're, over, they're overseeing them and making sure they're doing the work and they're doing it properly. And are they, you know, it's going to affect them. They're not going to learn what they should. <laughs> and so we, we understand that, that we must have that. God's people should be what? Thankful that he has what gave us what kind words. Thank God for the kind words and yet his mercy and grace and compassion, his long suffering. And so when, whenever you and I come in that manner, that form, it's really about you, Lord. It's about pleasing you. You're never going to please flesh. You're never going to please everybody. It's impossible. But God, if I can please you, if I can walk where you are, if I can offer what is, uh, Paul goes on, he says, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt. Amen. And especially toward God. God, I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry, you know. Uh, I, you know, somebody mentioned me, and I, uh, I don't know if it was somebody in here, I don't know, and just in the last day or two. Amen. About um, uh, putting on, uh, God put more on us than what we can bear. Amen. And, and you know what? God doesn't. I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time when we, when things are on us that we can't bear, we brought that. Amen. Now watch this. Listen to me. You know what? One of the best things that you and I can do, first of all, how did David respond? Even when he sinned, he had some options and he said, let me fall in the hands of a merciful God. Am I right? And then the, 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 the punishment or the correction came. Here, here's the key. I, and I've taught this, amen, even with people. Uh, for instance, if somebody's broke the law and they get caught and they, they, get a, not, they get a sorrow, but even get a godless sorrow. And they come to church and they get the Holy Ghost and they want to do what's right. Amen. And they face the judge they, for their, their actions prior to even that. And, and or it may be afterwards, you know. I mean, you know, who knows. But, uh, uh, but you know what the real true repentance is? It's when they stand before that judge. And that judge, amen, gives them the sentence. Amen. And the punishment for their sin. Amen. And whether, how they respond and how they receive that can tell you a lot if they repented of it or not. That's right. Especially because they'll say, you know. I brought this on myself. And I, I'm going to serve the time. And you know what? With God's help, I'm going to make the best of it. Let God help me with this. Amen. Through this. And you never know. That response, halfway through it, God said, you know what? He has done such a good job, an awesome job. I think I'll just send some angels down and change these court rules and all this. Boom. Get him out. And God can do that. God can get you out of a dungeon in one day. He can pull you out of a dungeon and make you the second man in command. Now, that man didn't do anything to be in the dungeon, but you know what? He was still in the dungeon. You could be in the perfect will of God and wind up in the dungeon, but it's your actions and my actions in the dungeon whether God can get us out. So, we need to be real careful. Obedience, amen. As we watch this, it goes, and we begin the first part of it. Battle between good and evil. How many of you believe that the battle's real today? Battle between good and evil, amen, and to where's that line at? You know, what's, what causes us to become, uh, <laughs> Scripture taught us in the New Testament to a man that is religious, a man to, he, he watches what he says, am I right? He, 
He takes to heart how to treat widows, and that's true widows, and orphans. That's a fatherless. But he goes a step further. He says he keeps himself unspotted from this world. So there is a tax. There is a goal to, to present ourselves, offer ourselves. And, and I, I probably get 100% here who, who, with all of the Holy Ghost and everything, would say, have you kept yourself spotless? You don't have not one single spot ever, ever, ever. <laughs> You've done better than I have. Let me just put it that way. There's probably been some times I look like them police dogs. <laughs> Set them spots a lot bigger. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but thank God for blood. Thank God for true repentance. Thank God that he loves us. And, and there it is. That's how you keep that. Huh. Don't get tired on me. Don't do like Cain. That Cain spirit's well alive today. And throughout the scriptures, and I'm going to give you some scriptures. And that Cain spirit's what's given us a lot of trouble. And God couldn't persuade Cain. So I, I, I'm about to come to the conclusion there's some people I'm not going to be able to persuade. And if we're not persuaded by this, then tell me what's going to persuade us. This is right. This is, this is always. I told somebody yesterday. And I pray God I hope I've done this in a good spirit. I'll just be honest with you. Talking about going to circle. And I said you're absolutely right going in a circle. Just like Israel. In the wilderness. Circle. I said it wasn't the voice of God either. I said, and that wasn't the voice of God. I said, well, I'm trying. I said, no, your circles are just getting bigger. You're being stiff-necked. You're being hard-headed. And you're not listening to God. And that's the reason you're at. God, you've been listening to is not God a voice. And I said it about like that, too. You know why? Because I realize somebody don't wake up. Somebody don't get stirred up. I'm telling you, that hell is going to be full of people with good intentions and good ideals. But they're lost and blind and don't have a clue what's going on. Especially in the spiritual world. I don't want to preach. I don't preach this with love, man. Come on, we got to preach this with love and compassion. But the same, same time, we got to wake up. I'm not the judge. This is the judge. I want to preach the book. I've had people, will you judge me? I'm not judging you. I just, this is in the book. Did I judge you with the book? What's going to judge you at the end time? What's everybody going to face? What's everybody going to have to give an account to? If you believe this is the book, it, it's told us. The books are going to be open. Book of Life. <laughs> Book with the names written in. You know, I, I believe he's really, it's going to be a check. Your name's not here. Why ain't it? Well, he's going to pick this book up. This is why. It is written. This, this. And a lot of it's evil hearts of unbelief. I don't believe that. You're, you're right. You don't believe it. You don't believe it has to take that. I don't believe I have to do that. And so, so we, obedience is very important. And hearing, in case time runs out here, notice that. The very latter part of this lesson, it's about hearing, having an ear. Having an ear, coming to the house of God, ready, prepared, with an ear to hear 
Don't let babies distract you. Don't let that distract you. And this, that. Hey, I'm going to tell you, how many of you already, no, I'm not asking for witness. How many of you already struggled in your mind to keep your mind on this lesson because of this is going on and that's going on and this is pulling here and that's pulling there. We've all got it. We sing the song, 700 things on my mind. And I'm telling you, that's where the enemy works is his hardest is on a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, and a Wednesday. I want to get you distracted. I want you so frustrated and upset that you don't hear nothing because if you hear it and believe it, guess what? It's going to happen. And so, as, as, as we watch this really begin to unfold and uh, take place, the writer brings to our attention Isaiah the fifth chapter I won't Joel I'd love to it's about the vineyard it's about what God done for the vineyard it talks about Israel talking about Judah as the men out of Judah he sets it up he plants it amen after he takes the stones out he puts a fence up it's a vineyard should have brought forth you know grapes should have brought forth the fruit that was godly and wholesome but it wasn't it was wild it wasn't it was unacceptable amen you know there there are Lives and spirits and actions that are not accepted by God. I'm not sorry about that. It's just that's the way it is. Okay. And then following that, you're gonna you're gonna read woes that begin to come. And so when you get down to the 20th, and I'd love to cover all of them, but I won't, I won't, I won't. But the 20th verse says, Woe to them that call evil good. And good, evil. And we're there. They want to shove down our throats and tell us that we, we want to haters because we make a stand against certain sins. But you know what? They shouldn't just stop at, at, at you know, homosexuality and all that. No. I mean, adultery, fornication, lying, bitterness, envy, strife, jealousy. All of those things. Hallelujah. Amen. It's going to send us to the same place. Amen. That we're talking about. So we can't, can't harbor that. You can't hold that for whatever reason. Amen. You can't do it. You've got to let the blood. You've got to let. That's where comes that obedience. Where you just ain't been down the walk and been down my journey. But God has. Jesus Christ has. Jesus has walked exactly where you're walking, baby. He's trial. He's took every temptation, every trial, every battle you have. I may not have personally, but Jesus Christ, your Savior, has. If you believe the book, he has. He was tempted. Every way a man could be tempted, he was tempted. But without sin, why? So he can come to you and I in our hours. And it's just as important when I drop the ball, when I come up short. How many of you remember me the other Sunday morning saying that I got plenty of my own holes? It's because I haven't had certain things. So, thank God again. But, but here, here's the key. And this has been some, one of my strongest prayers. Not only cleanse us and wash us, but God and endued power, amen, to keep us out. Because here's what's happening. When you speak and you take religion and Christian, the term Christian, as, as just a whole covering. You'd be shocked how many of us even reaching the point that homosexuality doesn't even mean nothing anymore. They're going to heaven. In fact, they got them in the pulpits knowing it. 
confessing. They're not just imagining it. Or like, no, they're confession. They have confessed it that that's what they are. And, and that's, that's some things we have to battle against. That's some things we've got to watch not to let slip in and get a hold of us. To, to condone it or to say it's all right. You and I both know yeah. sin is going to send us to hell. What does sin mean? Missing the mark. What is the mark? What is the mark? What is the ultimate goal that we're all here to try to attain? Heaven. We're looking for that moment, that time. Looking for it. Paul writes about it. He even struggled about absent from the body to be present with the Lord. He writes it to us and tells us in that moment that we're going to, the dead in Christ are going to rise first and then those that are alive are man going to be caught up with them. Meet him in the, that's the moment. That's the mark. That's the destination. <laughs> that you and I are trying to, and so to offer our best to, to, to accomplish that, to achieve that. And, uh, it starts, and he talks about that, that we're going to have a time, a man, that they're going to be talking, a man, that uh, uh, this is going to happen. You're going to have good for evil, and uh, then he goes from that, from darkness for light, and the light for darkness, and then for bitter, a man, put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. You hardly ever hear that part of it. Just the first part is about all you ever hear. You don't hardly ever hear the latter part of that. Amen. That's, that's, going to, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to unfold. Then when you move on from that, and we're going to, I got to hurry here. You move from obedience. You go to Deuteronomy. It's the 30th chapter. This is Moses' writings. You know that. This is a lot of, see here. Now watch this. He's going to set before them, amen, opportunity, choices, and doors. And, and, and that hasn't changed, folks. We, we choose. We choose. And, and sometimes, you know, through whatever, sometimes we make some bad decisions. And sometimes, you know, but, but thank God. But watch what happens here. What, what he tells them, amen because of what's going to unfold here. Amen. Helps us to understand, amen, what God's intention is. In Deuteronomy 30, 15, and 19, See, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God. He commanded. This is Moses. Moses writing to the Israelite people before they go into the promised land. He said, hey, this is what's going to happen. I command you. I'm speaking. Amen. To walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments. That thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land where thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart, amen, turn away. If thy heart turn away. Watch this. You know why a lot of people can't hear? It's because their heart never got right. Or if it did, it, it, the heart started turning before the ear. It's a heart thing. True holiness is a heart thing. You could tell uh, out of the abundance of the heart let the mouth speaketh. Huh. Amen. It's the, the, the expression on the face a lot of time is, is what the heart is feeling. It's the response of what's in the core of this, this man, this individual. And, and, and I'm telling you, if there's ever been a focus that we need what's on the inside. It's not what's on the outside. I don't want a Pharisee or Sadducee spirit. I don't want that. I don't want to be a pretender or a make-believer. Be real. I want to be sincere. I want to be honest. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of blunders and failures. But you know what? The gospel's still right. We're either going to live right and do right and, and go to heaven. Or if we don't, then we're going to wind up in hell. 
There's no if and ands and maybes about that. I'm not here to broaden it up. I'm not here to make it any narrow. What about that one? I'm not here to broaden it up, but I'm not to make it any narrow. Put more on people and what they can bear. Get crazy about stuff. But I'm telling you, there is a framework and there is a place. And that's what he told them here. He said, if you're going to go there and, and possess it and multiply, amen. You know what? You got to keep my statutes and commandments. If not, I'm going to boot you out. Your own promised land. I'm going I'm to give it to everybody else. They're going to eat of your vengeance. And they're going to live in your houses. And there, there won't be no habitation there. But I'll scatter you out to the four. That's what he's telling Israel. And that's what happened, didn't it? Took place. So now when you go to the next part. And, and I know time's running fast over here. And uh, you're gonna, you, you, I could take it to Balaam and, and how that Balaam and that spirit of Balaam. And you know the story. You know how he was called. And he did. He had some kind of uh, uh, some form of way of talking to God. And, 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 and the way he could pray and get the results and things of this nature. And as you watch some of that unfold. And I, I won't take all the time. Amen. But you know where Balak, amen, whenever he saw them coming out of Egypt. Amen. And see this great multitude. And he said, hey, they're going to come eat up all of our grass. They're going to come eat up. I want them to. Start. I don't want them cursing. He calls on Balaam to come do that. And the first response of God to Balaam, not to go. Not to go. But what happened? Balaam, he wanted to go. What's this? Now that spirit hadn't just died. Let me cover a couple. Jude 11. That's in your New Testament. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward. Why are you living for God? What reward are you looking for? Go back to what Jesus said to them who stand on the street corners and impress people with their ability to pray and impress people with all that. He said they got their reward. What was it, man? Everybody bragging on me. That was good. Did touch heaven, though. Did move heaven. Impress me. That's their reward. That's all they're going to get. But they're not going to get nothing from the Heavenly Father. There is a difference. I want the approval of the Heavenly Father. I want the anointing of the Heavenly Father. I want to give my best unto the Heavenly Father. I don't want to give my best, amen, to this or to that. No, I want to give my best. Amen. That's my main objective and goal. Amen. We got to give our best to Him. I know we live in a busy world, a busy time, and we're going and doing. And we can all say what we want to. But it's affect our church going. It's hard for some of us to come here on Sunday morning. We can't even keep our eyes open. Because we've run for six days already. And so we want to come in here. That's what I was talking about at start. You and I have to make preparation. We've got to make plans. Now, we got to, and though in those plans, church services come first. Can I just, I'm going to just tell you what I'd do. This is what I'd do. Midweek service on Wednesday nights, I wouldn't plan not one thing on Wednesday nights. Hey, I've been tested. I've been tried. One time, I won't never forget it. I was at the shipyard. Our superintendent, our, our bunch was behind. In fact, uh, I forgot, I think we was building those Israeli boats. And, uh, man, they got behind on schedules and things of this nature. And they couldn't get the port cards right. And, and so they all come up with this big idea. All the supervision stay over on Wednesday evenings. 
and do the port cart. Now, he had us all in there. And we in there with the, the superintendent, the foreman, and saw the other supervisors. Hey, I'm standing, and I don't have I managed, but I managed to get right in front of that superintendent in front of his desk. And I'm talking about he probably wasn't six foot right there. The rest around him, I'm standing just like this. I'm holding that white hat in my head, hand. I let them all talk. I let them do all they want to do. Finally, that superintendent looks up to me just like that. He said, Moore, what you going to do? I said, I'm not staying over on Wednesday nights. I said, we've got church on Wednesday nights. I said, I'll come in early. I'll work Tuesday evening, or I'll come in. I said, but I'm not. And I took that hat, and I said, if it takes that. I had one over here, buddy, begin to. I said, buddy, you're wasting your breath. I don't know what they decided. I just know we never done it. <laughs> we was dismissed, let out, and that was it. I didn't fuss. I didn't fight with nobody. I didn't get mad at nobody. I didn't run nobody down. I just knew Wednesday night, I'm going to church. If it takes giving up that white hat, well, I just give up the white hat. I want a white robe. I don't need a white hat. I need a white robe. Somewhere you got to draw the line to say, come on, flesh. Hallelujah. I'm not going to do that. I got an obligation, responsibility to the house of God, to the house of God, to the house of God. He saved me. He brought me up. He's the only thing that's going to get me out of it. I got an obligation and responsibility to him. And it wasn't about this church. It wasn't about individuals. It was about Jesus Christ and him alone. That's what it's about. It's about, you know what? I'm just going to have to trust him to supply, to make a way, to do whatever. Huh. I won't forget, and I'm, I'm trying to close here, but I won't forget. That same gentleman that railed me, about two months later, come in our office. We had a different office, and he was in a different one. Come in our office, in my desk. He comes and sits in my desk. I said, man, I just want to come and sit at your desk. There's something going on. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on. I said, man, I just can't believe no supervisor's doing this well. Before that year was over with, and I'm not bragging, I didn't even know this, but Quinn Ferguson told me. I was actually the number one supervisor on the port cards during that time. What nothing to do with me. I made one little simple stand for God. I saw about four, five, six men, and God honored it. I didn't know nothing about this years later. Brother Quinn Ferguson said something about me being that. Somebody didn't mention it to him. But you know what? That's not the important port card. God help us. Because I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can possibly do through carnality. I know my time's up, but can you hang on just a little bit? I'd love to go to Romans, the seventh chapter. Amen. I'd love to tell you. You know why? You know why? Read Romans. But you know why? Amen. You know why people wind up in those conditions? You know why people wind up that blinded? Because they refuse to obtain the knowledge of God. They don't want to read. If you don't read this, I'd question your Holy Ghost. A preacher, you ought not. How could you have the Holy Ghost and walk in and not read this? It's one of the same. How can you be saved? If you're depending on what you get from this pulpit to get you there, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to come up short. Because there's a lot of bases in your life. I'm telling you, we don't have enough time up here. you got to dig it out. You know why? There's a lot of people weak. Because they don't. 
don't read it. Neither do they take the time in personal prayer time in prayer closets with this same personal Savior and work on that relationship and that companionship. If you want to lose your marriage, start forsaking your spouse. I, I got this to go do, and I got that to go do, and I, I don't have time to be home, and I got to. God's a jealous God. And so watch it. We've got to offer him our best. He wants to walk with us day in and day out. He wants to be our God. Now, watch. When we do that, and we're committed to that, and we sacrifice to that, guess what? When we find ourselves in places and positions, hey, it's out, it's above us, it's going over. Oh, no. The Spirit of God will lift up our standard, buddy. Lift the Spirit of God. Man will come. So it's all about Him. All said, God help us to a team. Let's go to Genesis 4. I, I got some time. We, we're going to start changing our time from 10 to 12 instead of 10 to 11.30. Genesis 4, let's go there. This is where the lesson comes from. <laughs> okay? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll tell the Sunday school classes. Hallelujah. <laughs> be after service today, though. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Look at this. Watch this. We'll pick, let's pick up about the fourth verse. Now, this is God. Now, this is God dealing with Cain and Abel. And, and, and the writer put that so well. Uh, uh, now, we all know God. We know God's just, right? We know God's fair. And, 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 and Cain and Abel both raised in the same home, the same environment. They both had opportunity to hear. But I'm going to tell you something. The condition of the heart affects the ear. If you come in the house of God in, 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 in your heart, amen, you're not really interested. And, and you're, you're thinking about doing this and going there. You, 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 you. You're turning a deaf ear to what's being said. You, you, know, you could have a blowout in here and you wouldn't know it. That's the reason something's over here getting out of here. Why is it so important? Well, I tell you what, amen. If I told you there's a bomb in this house and it's fixing to go off in 15 seconds. I'd get them run out anyway. I mean, I, I mean, why take a chance? I'd run out and say, well, I'd rather find out he was a liar out here. There's a lot of folks who will find out that their leaders was liars. But it's going to be one day too late while they're burning a lake of fire. Hey, I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to take a chance. If they come out of that book, I'd say, you know what? I want to love it. I want to obey it. I don't care if I like it or not. Your flesh is never going to like God. It's never going to like the things of God or the way of God. Never, ever, ever, ever. Your carnality will rob you of heaven. And the only thing you can do with flesh is crucify it. Mortify it. Bring it under subjection. That's all you can do with it. Now you watch Cain. So. In the process of time it came to pass. That Cain. Cain was the first the Bible says. That brought the fruit of the ground. And the offering unto the Lord. Most scholars believe that process of time. Was a pretty lengthy time. Years. Almost all of them. Believes that. And, uh, but a king 
fourth verse. And Abel, he also brought of the firstings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect. No words, it was accepted. God accepted it unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. He tells Cain, I don't accept that. We're taught in the scriptures in the New Testament by Jesus Christ. If we come to bring an offering, amen, but we got an alt with our brother. Did you know that God can't accept that sacrifice? It doesn't matter what it is. Now, leave the offering and then go and make that alt. That's one of those things we quit practicing. I'm not sure how much they practice it even in the Bible, to be honest with you. If we'd be honest. Well, that ruffles some feathers. But still in the book. Still in the book. And so, here, what's, what's unfolds? What happened to Cain? What did Cain do? The Bible says he became wroth. How do we know that he became wroth? By his countenance. Just like you know how people get mad today. <laughs> when they get all red faced and their eyes get a little buggy. And they start breathing a little hard. Uh, gritting their teeth. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I punched the wrong button. Maybe I punched the right one. <laughs> I don't know. It's according to the gender you're after. If you're after a real fight, that's, you, know, you know what buttons to punch. Hey, the devil does too. Especially if you've ever been successful at it and he doesn't forget. If he can ever find a weak place, he knows where to go. And watch this. You're going to face that. And you're going to have faced it and conquered. Here's why. Because when you turn to God and you come to offering your best, I promise you the devil's going to start punching those buttons, buddy. And he'll use whoever he has to to cause it to happen. And so you're going to have to face it sooner or later. You have to conquer it sooner or later. You have to get to that place and you know what? I'm going to overcome this. Just like the Israelites had to drive out Edomites, the Jebusites. And they failed to do it in some places. And it cost them. You know, there's just some things I just wouldn't fool with. A snake is one of them. I don't fool with a snake. I don't want to play snake. I don't want you, if you put a hose, if you put a hose right out here and just made it like a snake, in the morning it'll be moved. After I run over it, I probably won't shoot it. I might, but probably not because I got a gun in the truck. But, but you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out there. And you won't put that hose back out there. You'll have to buy you another. And if we'll treat the devil and sometimes our own flesh... Because this is the problem right here. Cain's saying, not being accepted. Now watch it. God's a very kind counselor. God himself. God didn't quit talking to him. God didn't just throw him away. God didn't give him an opportunity to get it right. Oh no. He even questioned him. He said, why, why are you wrath? 
Why does your countenance change? Watch him. So the Lord said unto him, Why are thou wrath, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin, if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. It hadn't come in. It's lying at the door. We'll give you a chance. We'll give you an opportunity. Not to let it lie in the crouch means pounce. It's ready. It's kind of like that lion or, or whatever it might be, you know. It's kind of like that rattlesnake with his head cocked back. I, I got some that wants to catch him. I want to catch him. I want him to use a 22, unless that's all I got. I can't get a big one. I literally done that one day. Rattlesnake was in that dog yard. And it didn't take me long to make my mind up either. I walked there, son. I done just like this. I said, I'll be right back. Told my wife, son. I went and got that shotgun. When I come back with that shotgun. <laughs> I don't have to hit the head with that shotgun. I don't have to have it right between his eyes with that shotgun. Ooh, I'm preaching good right now. <laughs> if you start using the word of God it's sometimes like a Gatling gun it can blow all them devils down the Bible said they'll flee come on but have flee how many ways come on I'm in the word of God when you activate the word of God with honest and sincere they'll flee they'll run over one another trying to get away from you but you got to make up in your mind hey this body belongs to God in his service it doesn't belong to the world this body is not for fornication or adultery. This body is not for lying and stealing. This body is not for backbiting. This body, amen, is not to, to, to spread gossip. This body, amen, is not to tear down one another. Woo! Come on, preach to me now. Come on, let's, let's get where we at. Amen. It's not to backbite or, or do all these other things. No. Amen. If anything, this body, amen, has been bought with the blood and filled with the love of God. And my, my, my duties and responsibility is to provoke love in one another that we'll make this journey. And here he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Now the scriptures, I just, we don't know how long God dealt with Cain here process of time now but we know God himself is trying to counsel with him trying to to turn he said so what happens next and Cain talked with Abel his brother that may be one of the questions if I think about it I just wonder what the conversation was like. I just wonder what all was said. Because huh. Abel's was accepted. And Cain's wasn't. And now, and he's not only just talking to Abel, but notice what it says. And it came to pass when they were in the field. Could it be that Abel told him, said, hey, Let's go out to the field. I can tell you, here's the answer. Man, it's one of these little kids. It's, it's, it's what he's wanting. That, didn't you hear him that day? He, he, he wanted blood. He, he, it's got to, I mean, remission comes by the lamb. Remember what mom and daddy said? How he covered them with lamb and there's a blood trail? Now you'd say, well, you're adding a lot of entire. But I'm telling you, there was a conversation. And I got enough scripture uh, back up the blood trail. 
The remission without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. And the second thing is faith. Because without faith, I can baptize you every day in Jesus' name. <laughs> but if you don't believe it and then activate the blood in it, I've just put you down and got you back up. You went down as a wet sinner, a dry sinner, and you come up as a wet sinner. And that's all that happened. But by faith in the name of Jesus, I don't care what kind of sins you, you committed, what, what kind of dungeons you've been in. Amen. But when you go down there by faith in the name of Jesus, in a watery grave, you come up with the promise of newness of life and new creation. Amen. In Christ, I become a new creation by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God, by presenting this body whole and complete out to Him for His service and for His glory. <laughs> so, in that conversation, now, it got out to the field, but I'm going to tell you something. This old New Testament taught us that this, this, this man loves to envy. It's in your Bible. Most people rather fuss and fight and, you know, they get more pleasure out of doing that than they do. If you don't believe that, just look, look around, listen. How many families get along? I didn't mean to run into a tree, folks. It is the truth. We're living in a day and a time now that even Holy Ghost families struggling. You know why? That spirit of Cain, I want to be accepted just like I am. I want to do what I want to do and nobody say nothing about it. Tell me I don't love Jesus. I don't have to tell you that. Your action shows that. I love Jesus. Then why are you walking like a devil? Well, I had this conversation <laughs> pretty recently. <laughs> I'm just telling you folks, we can't you gotta quit playing games. I tell you, if you go to some of these other places, everybody's going to heaven. Nobody is going to hell. That scripture's wrong. Hell is not enlarging itself. Because nobody's going. Huh. That's not the Bible. And I, I don't believe in doing it with a mean or ugly spirit. But I'm going to tell you what. If God don't accept it. I can't force him. You can't force him. Nobody. Huh. Now what's, what's the next step? Because Cain was not willing to repent. He wasn't willing to change. In fact, the very one that was going to help him, the very one that he was going to his field, amen, to get the lamb, he slew him. He killed him. I was said, amen, that Cain, the Bible says, in the field what happened? That Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. The Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? He said, I know not. He lied. He knew exactly where he's at. He knew exactly what he'd done. Hmm. You'd be surprised how many people. If you don't ask that question, that, that question, I mean, just, just, just to the T, buddy. They'll weasel out of it. I'm going to say this. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to say it. Had a situation come up many, many, many years ago. So I went and questioned 
somebody about it. And because they didn't use the right name, they said, it, no, it didn't, no, we ain't doing that. A few days later found out he was doing that. Just a different, different person. <laughs> different name. What do you... Cain was willing to lie, watch it, to God. To God. I don't know where my brother's at. Now he's talking to God. Can I say something here? When God sends somebody in representing him, even upon this earth, and you lie to that individual, you lie to God, and you got to go back and get it right. And if you don't, it's going to be held accountable. All right? Praise God. I'm <laughs> Can we change it to 1230? No, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> oh, God help us here. I'm telling you. Hey, God's talking to us, folks. God's trying to help us. I'm sorry, well, I don't want to be lost. You want to be lost? I don't want to be lost. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be sober. And I'm going to tell you something. Becoming so busy, so occupied, uh, so busy about it. So, hey, we can, huh, we, we can let things slip in and we don't even realize it. And it's not our intent. It's nobody's intent in this place to be lost. Am I right? Everybody's intent on going to heaven. That's what we're here for. He goes, he says, watch what happens after that. He said, I know not, my brother's keeper. He said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto thee from the ground. Now art thou cursed from the earth. Now, remember, this is where he was the tiller of the ground. But now his labor, his work, all this is going to be. But but I'm going to drop on down. Cain said, 13th verse. This is this is the point. You can stand. Here's where a lot of people, amen, if we're not careful, amen. Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. My punishment is greater than I can bear. So. As we learned, our, our heartbeat is we want to be like Abel. We want to offer a sacrifice. We want to offer our best. Amen. And to him, uh, we want to have an ear to obey the voice of God. Uh, we want to be ready when we come to the house of God. That's what Ecclesiastes 5 and 1 has taught us. Uh, we want to do what Jeremiah taught us in 723. Amen. But this is thing is commanded. Amen. That obey my voice. Amen. It's not an option. It's, it's not. You can just get. Uh, I know we're in time of grace and, and mercy. And thank God for it. But there's still some commandments. And some doctrines. Amen. That's in the word of God. That you and I must obey. I'd love to go to the Timothy. I just kind of marked in my Bible. Where Paul's writing to him. About the doctrines. That it will save himself. And those that will hear him. Amen. We got to hear it. Folks. If it's in the book. God expects us to do it. I mean that's. That's just, that's just it. There's no way of getting around it. We've we got to hear. And the condition of the heart will determine whether or not if we hear it or not. It really will. Amen. So I pray for us. I pray for us as a church. I pray for us, amen, even as a movement at this time. Amen. That uh, we will uh, 
take to heart, amen, what God has blessed us with and, and, and uh, have an opportunity to attain it and not only attain it, but let it flow out of us because we want to be saved. So what you got to do, I'm going to offer him my best. I'm going to offer him my best. And watch this. The best sometimes may not be nowhere that you're the measure of what somebody else. We got an example of that of the little widow woman. Four bits. Hmm? But Jesus said, hey, look. What was the difference? Some had gave some probably just blowed the air away. But because she gave all she had. And there's the key. Let's give unto him all that we got. As a vessel of his. And time is important, folks. See, time is given to us by God. You don't control time. Now, you control what you do in the time you allotted. And the pathways and where you spend your time and what you, you're, you're giving yourself to. You, you control that. And it's up to you if you're going to take out some of that 24-hour period and give it to God or not. In prayer, in Bible reading, in witnessing, teaching home Bible studies, making preparations, or whatever it might be. It's up to you. It's up to us. But if we're not careful the world we're in, there's always something to do. And sometimes we find that struggle when we try to spend some time with God. That bombarding us that we can't give him the quality of that time that we'd like to. There's that struggle. That, that warship between good and evil. Between good and evil. The power of choice is with us today. Let's pray. God, we love you today and appreciate you so much. So thankful, God, for this church. So thankful, God, for your word and the lesson that we have heard here today. I pray, Lord, that you help each one of us to have a heart and an ear to hear it. We'd apply it into our souls, our minds, and our spirit. Amen. Even from this service, God, we'd have made up minds and hearts. Hallelujah. To offer our best unto you. And God, if there's errors in our lives that we're not, you'd help us to see that. You'd help us to understand that. And we'd make the adjustments that would give you glory, that would give you praise. And God, if we're doing that which is pleasing, we wouldn't give up. We wouldn't become faint-hearted about it. But we'd be steadfast and be determined, God. God, to continue to do it in the world the time that we're living today that's trying to rob us and trying to take from us but oh God we give ourselves unto you in the manner of the way that would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight amen that you can anoint it and bless it and multiply it and all the glory will be lifted to you in Jesus name we pray love you this morning appreciate you hopefully something's been said here today will be a blessing to you come back tonight 530 prayer time 6 o'clock service time brother Ford will be preaching for us God bless you